Welcome to the Thrive and Next podcast. You are in the zone to thrive with Dr. Stephanie Hampton Cradle. Get ready for exponential growth in every area of your life because you are destined to thrive. The Thrive Index podcast is where we thrive in every area of our lives. And today is no exception. I am so super excited about the ability to thrive. And as a matter of fact, I want to uh, help you understand what it means to thrive because I want to go back in time uh, to a time where uh, there was an internet phenomena called Do It for the Vine. Do you remember that? It was called Do It for the Vine and everyone would get together and they would do a video. Um, Someone would say, do it for the vine. And the response would be, I ain't going to do it. And so that song kind of began to you know, resonate with me again this week as I thought about what it means to thrive. And the title of this episode is Do It For the Thrive, right? Do it for the thrive. Whatever you need to do to thrive in this current set of circumstances, don't respond, I ain't going to do it. You need to do it for the thrive. I'm hoping I can get this to work well because I want you to hear this little song that kind of spurned that movement on the internet. It was a song of uh, called Do It For The Vine and I'm going to play a little bit for you right now. Do it for the vine. Do it for the vine. Can we still have fun with it? Can we still have fun with it? Can we still have fun with it? Can we, can we still have fun with it? Do it for the, do it for the vine. Do it for the, do it for the vine. She gon' do it for the vine. Do it for the, do it for the vine. Do it for the, do it for the vine. I ain't got a lot of time and you know I gotta shine. It'll only take a second. I'ma do it for the vine. Gotta- All right. I think that's enough of that. <laughs> do it for the vine. And what does that mean? It means that, you know, there are times when we really do have a mission, we have a purpose, we have a calling, a destiny that we want to reach, and we want to really get there. We have to decide that no matter what, we're going to do it for the vine. As I said, I'm Dr. Stephanie Hampton Cradle, and I'm your host uh, in the Thrive NX podcast. Remember, Thrive NX stands for Thriving Exponentially. And it really means to thrive in every area of your life, your your finances. You want to thrive in your relationships. You want to thrive in your business, right? In your career. That's what thriving is all about in your spiritual life. We want to thrive and not just to survive. So we're not the people who are hanging in there, clutching our pearls, um, you know, just got our hanging on by our fingertips, we're thriving and we're thrivers. So I help people uh, discover their passion, which helps them to move forward into thriving and their purpose so that they can grow their influence and become thrivers. Now, what does it mean? How do I do that? Well, I I have a proven process um, so that they can thrive exponentially. That means you take your thrive to the NX power. You 10x your business, you 10x your life, you 10x your relationships, 
no matter what your environment, yes, you are destined and called to thrive. The people that I coach want to become a multiplying catalyst for transformative change in others. Let me say that again. The people that I coach want to become a multiplying catalyst for transformative change in others. I do that through a proven framework. It's important that you have a framework. A lot of times when you want to move to the next level, often you try to do that without having a plan in place. Frameworks matter, right? And how do, you know, what framework do I use? Well, first of all, I help you by helping you leverage the lessons of your past. So critically important. If you want to thrive in your presence, in your presence, you do have to look back and take a look at the lessons you've learned in your past, right? Like, what's your story? How did you get here? Uh, what lessons uh, of life could you apply to your current set of circumstances? So we look back uh, to discover and leverage those lessons. And then we look forward and in our present, we're discovering who we really are. We're discovering how we were wired. I had an experience um, in the past year that I did something. I took on a challenge in an area where I really knew I wasn't wired for that. How many of you have ever done that? Now, let me tell you who I am. I am a creative. I'm a visionary. I'm a strategic planner. I tend to be at least two to five years ahead in my thinking. If there's something coming up, I want to plan how I'm going to strategize to get to that next level. I am not the down in the weeds, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. I think if I were to be as someone who had to, you know, count beans for a living or do something methodical every day, the same thing, it would really drain the energy from me. And I decided that I was going to take a job doing exactly what I'm telling you that I don't like doing. I did it for a reason. I wanted to work from home. I did it because I had a, a situation in my family where I needed to be able to move back home to North Carolina. And I did that despite the best rationale for why I did what I did. Despite that, guess what? It didn't work for me. I was miserable. I always was looking down the road to see the bigger picture when my job required me to really focus on what was currently at hand. And it was, it was a challenge. So I discovered myself all over again, but I knew I should not find um, or place myself in a situation where I was not going to be how my most authentic self. So we do a, a series of things to help you discover who you are, to help you discover how you're wired and to help you walk in that thing and embrace who you are. And then we help you to become unleashed because there are things in life that tend to um, kind of hold you captive, puts you in a box. You know, it's a little bit of a space that's too tight for you and you can't grow. We're working with you today and with 
all of our clients and people who come to the Thrive and X podcast to unleash you, to untether you, to get you out of the narrow space and let you launch out into a deep and a wide space. In other words, get you unbound, unstuck, right? And get you moving. That's what it means to to be in a thriving atmosphere. Then we deal with the most important aspect of thriving, which I believe most people have a problem with, and that is their mindset. You see, your mindset can get you to the point where you're not thriving, where you are settling for the mundane, where your mindset can put you into a fixed position where you fear change, where you fear failure, where you hesitate to launch. Mindset is important. A fixed mindset uh, says that, you know what, I'm going to fail. Whereas a growth mindset looks at, I'm going to try something. And when I do, if it does not, you know, turn out to be exactly what I want, it will be a wonderful learning experience for me. I will do it better. One of my, you know, um, good friends, uh, someone I admire is a is a creator is a inventor. She invented something, and when I asked her how she got it done, she said, "Well, I kept a journal and I wrote down everything." Well, I assume she kept a journal so that she could write down all of her successes. Like, I want to write down how I accomplished something, and I want to check it off. Well, that's not what she did. She used her journal to capture all of her failures. Oh, that didn't work right. Mm, I missed it on that one. This one didn't turn out well. And then she used those failures to better her product. Mindset is critical. We'll talk a lot about mindset in um, the Thrive NX podcast because it is a, it really is something that can hold you back from moving forward. And then finally, a strategy. You see, in order to have a framework, you must have a strategy. Once we deal with that leverage, learning the lessons of your past, once we help you to discover who you are, once you become unleashed and unbound in every area of your life, you're not holding anything back. Uh, you're not, you know, kind of shrinking from the task and the job ahead. You've got your mindset right then we deal with the strategy for how you move forward. That's life in the Thrive NX podcast. That is life in the thriving zone for each and every one of you. All right. I am so grateful. I'm hoping that you'll be with me as we thrive. And I want you to do it for the thrive. That means that you're going to just launch out. You're going to feel the fear. Do it anyway. You're going to surround yourself with other people, like-minded people who also want to see you thrive, right? They, they don't want to see you shrink back. They don't want you to settle for average in your life. They want to see you thrive. Now, tonight I want to talk a little bit about uh, what it means to do it for the thrive that little clip, the music that I played, it was cute. It was upbeat. I 
took some time today to go back and look at all of the videos, the cute little videos that were on the internet where people were just doing it for the vine. I just imagine what if we did some cute little videos where people actually said, you know what? I'm doing it for the Thrive Life. I am um, pushing myself beyond my comfort zone, getting out of an area where I feel stuck. I'm doing it for the Thrive. So tonight I want to share my story with you and that'll get us on the pathway. So you'll know a little bit about me as we move forward in the Thrive NX Zone. I am... um, as I said before, Dr. Stephanie Hampson Cradle, but I wasn't always Dr. Stephanie. I want to take you back uh, to 1979. 1979, I was a freshman, sort of sophomore at NC State University. My initial experience uh, with the university level was not the best. I grew up in a small town in rural North Carolina. I went to a very small high school. We didn't have the most robust curriculum. I was a pretty decent student. You know, I graduated top of my class, but I didn't have to study. I didn't know what it meant to study. Uh, I would rarely had to take a book home. Um, And um, when I did take the books home, it was only to kind of brush up for the the test. I didn't have that kind of rigorous high school experience or the rigorous high school exposure that a lot of my fellow uh, Wolfpack classmates had, especially my roommate who had all these awesome classes when she was in high school. That was not me. So I can remember... After uh, a year and a half of um, classes at NC State, I remember the the day that I I called my mother because I had a terrible grade point average. It was horrible, maybe like 1.8 or something. And I hadn't done any better the semester uh, that I was currently in. I remember I picked up the phone and I called her and I said, Mom, come get me. I don't want to finish the semester. You see, at that point, I really wasn't doing it for the Thrive. My purpose in calling my mother was to get out of there before they decided to tell me not to come back. My mother did exactly what I asked her to do. She came, she picked me up, we packed up my stuff and she, you know, drove me back home to my little small town in Eastern North Carolina. The good news is that uh, my mother had some insightfulness about her and she sent me that next semester to live with my aunt and uncle in Newport News, Virginia. My uncle was a retired drill sergeant, um, army soldier, and thank God that being in the environment with him, he helped me to understand the power of discipline. He helped me understand that I had to be responsible for my own um, success. And it started out with him coming into my room one day with a great big alarm clock, slamming it down on the the 
bedside table and telling me that it would be my responsibility to get up and get myself to the bus stop and get myself to my job on time without his early morning intervention. That was one of the things that helped me become successful is that I had someone intervene in my life, someone help me, someone give me that kind of a tough love that says you need to be able to move forward and thrive. So despite the fact that I had left school, you know, in a bad way, I was able to thrive in my new environment simply because I was changing my mindset and I had someone who held me accountable. There have been so many opportunities for me throughout the years that I had that same experience again. I was able to go back to school the semester, um, that fall semester after sitting out the spring. I went to a new school and where I had a 1.8 grade point average at NC State University, my first semester at my new school, Elon College, I was able to leave that year, that semester with a 3.8 grade point average. How did I do it? It was because I began to do it on purpose, intentionally. I was doing it for the thrive. I was getting up in the morning, treating my education like a job because that's what I learned to do that semester I set out of school, right? I learned how to get up uh, when that alarm clock alarmed, get up in sufficient time to walk to a bus stop, uh, take that bus all the way downtown Newport News, work all day, and then um, get back home. So I would get up in the mornings, I would go to school, go to class, and then in between classes, I would treat my education like it was my career. I was doing it for the thrive. So many times in my life, I've had to go back to that thriving experience, that thriving grind in order to make life work intentionally for me. I, um, throughout the years, have experienced some um, devastating kinds of things in my life. I experienced a divorce. When I got divorced, I recognized that there were some things I needed to do. I needed to go back to school. I needed to be able to um, kind of, you know, do some things to further my own career. Because before that, I thought my career was kind of supplementary, right? Uh, but I began to move forward. I began to go outside my comfort zone. That is when, until I was divorced, I never thought to go back to school, never thought to get my master's degree, never thought to get a PhD. But I knew that something had to happen, something needed to change in order for me and the little girl that was a wonderful part of my life in order to show her what her mother uh, was really made of. I knew that in order for my daughter and I to live the kind of life that I wanted, I had to do it for the thrive. What's in your life that's calling you and beckoning you uh, to be better, uh, to aim higher, to launch out? What's your purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? Do you know what your passion is? And are you thriving? Are you doing what you're doing and you're doing it for the thrive? So now, are you like those people who say, you know, they say, you know, do it for the thrive. I ain't going to do it. 
do it for the thrive. I ain't going to do it. That means get up on time. Get up earlier. Hey, that's my strive in the next uh, uh, month and a half that we have in 2020. Get up an hour earlier and do it simply for the thrive. All right. I thank you so much for listening to me tonight. There's just so much I want to share with you about thriving. Um, Just stay with me. Stay with me so we can talk about what um, challenges that you will face as you move forward, as you determine that you're going to thrive spiritually. We're going to talk about relationships also in the zone because in order for you to really thrive in your relationships, you know you've got to do it um, simply because you want that relationship to thrive. Are you ready to do it for the thrive? I want to help you break free from some things that will keep you from making that decision to do it for the thrive. I um, have a couple of limiting beliefs that I want to share with you. There were some limited beliefs that I had and I had to undo those limited beliefs or I would not have moved forward in my life. I would not have completed a degree. I would not have started a nonprofit agency. I would not have moved forward to launch an entrepreneurial um, endeavor. My limited beliefs kept me just below the boiling point in my life. You know, there's a, a time when your life is simmering and then there's a time when your life is on fire. I know that there were times in my life where my life lit up like a flame um, when I decided I needed to go back to college because I was not going to be a defeated, you know, uh, academic. There were times when I knew that I had to get my mind right to not be so overwhelmed because I was divorced. There were times when I knew that I was in a dead end job and I had to do something, um, something dramatic, something frightening to get me to the point where I would, you know, accept a position that might have taken me completely out of my geographical location. What have you learned in this thing called life that's keeping you from thriving? What have you embraced, believed, that won't help you manifest and bring your goals into fruition. It's time to break free. Free. So let's talk about our limited limiting beliefs. Here's some of mine. I'm restricted by societal norms. I, you know, believe that. I really truly believe that there were some things in our society that were targeted against me personally that kept me from thriving, kept me limited, kept me down, kept me subdued, kept me subjugated. Things like I'm a woman. Okay. Uh, I grew up in some areas where there were things that were women were supposed to do and men were supposed to do. Women were not supposed to walk out into these areas. And even though mentally I knew that that didn't make any sense, I still let it hinder me. Now, how did I do that? I had a limited belief that I was restricted. What that limited belief did was it did not make me decide I wasn't going to do it. No, no, no. You see, you know, these limited beliefs are a little more diabolical than that. A little bit 
too they're there's more subtle than saying you can't they say you should wait hmm hear me now thrivers my limited belief said i'm restricted because of my gender and because i'm restricted i have to wait to be invited I have to wait until someone opens a door for me rather than saying I'm about to kick open some doors for myself. Another limited belief I had was that I was limited by my resources. Okay. Limited by my resources. That means whenever there was an opportunity, I thought, well, I don't have the kind of money that it takes to do that. I don't have the education that it takes to do that. How did that manifest in my life? Let me tell you something. Even after I completed and defended my dissertation for my PhD, rather than just launching out, I still had a little anxiety there. I was getting ready to go back to school to get a second doctorate because I felt like if I had that second doctorate, then you know what? I'd be ready. No, 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 no. That's a limited belief, a limiting belief that you don't have everything you need. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough education. I don't have the right contacts. Limited thinking resulting in limited movement. Another limited limiting belief I had that I was lacking in the skills that were needed to ascend to the next level. I was lacking in the skill set. So let me tell you what that means for me. Uh, Ever since I was a child, I stuttered, you know, so I'm a little bit like um, the president-elect Joe Biden. Whenever I hear him talking about uh, his stutter, it resonates with me because I used to stutter. I also talk really fast. Now, as an adult, I overcome a lot of that stuttering problem, but every now and then, and even on this podcast, you might hear a stammer or two. (laughs) And that hindered me. Because at one point in my life, I heard God call me to ministry. And he said he wanted me to be a spokesman for the kingdom, to be able to share uh, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to others who needed to know. And I said to God, hey, don't you know that I stutter? Don't you remember, God, when I was in kindergarten, little Stephanie was in kindergarten and she had that part in the Christmas play, like the teacher had the audacity, you know, the, you know, to put me in a play, knowing little Stephanie uh, got tied, tongue tied around some words. I mean, I had limited belief. I even, uh, even to this day, sometimes I will open my mouth and say, is there something, you know, going on? Am I tongue-tied? Is that something that I need to get taken care of? Is that what makes me, you know, get to a point where sometimes I don't speak properly or I I, I get a little bit of a stammer still to this day? And I thought that it limited me and I would not move forward and I could not 
even think about having a podcast because what if I I stutter? <laughs> There's also some limiting beliefs that I had about the fact that you know maybe I can you know I can write. I think I'm a good writer and I've written, you know, several books. I asked God, "Can I just write rather than speak?" And he didn't go for that. So I'm here doing afraid what I know I'm called to do. I've learned that people don't really expect perfection out of people who they hope will impact their lives. What they're hoping for is that people will be able to care enough about them to come along beside them. and be that catalyst for change for them. People don't care how much you know until until they know how much you care. And if you're willing to help, if you're willing to lend yourself to the process of raising someone else, it goes beyond what you have, your skills. And you no, know, it it's more than that. it's about your willingness you know to connect with someone else um so you know lacking in skill sets that doesn't matter if you are willing to share your insight with others the other limiting belief that i had was that i don't know anybody <laughs> who can help me and that be, that really came as a result of some uh things we're taught I was taught as a child what were you taught think about it and when i talk about you know that we're going to go back and look at you know what the roots of your past were it's important to do that because i was taught that i was taught that um it's not what you know it's who you know i was also told that i had to be twice as good I was a woman. I was an African American woman and I had to be twice as good. And now what that did for me was it held me back uh, from launching until I knew I was twice as good. Does that make sense? All right. Now, those are limiting beliefs. And after after I had accomplished a lot, I had um accomplished a great deal of success in my own career. The last limiting belief I'm going to share with you tonight and there are more. Trust me, there are more. I've got a bunch of them. Um was the limiting belief that I've gone about as far as I can given my circumstances. I've gone about as far as I can go given my circumstances. What does that mean? When I moved from uh, a GS5 to a GS15 I thought I hit the ceiling. I thought that was it. You know, you've gone as far as you can go. You don't know anybody else. When I hit six figures in my income, I thought, "Dang, you know, I have arrived. You have not arrived. If you are still breathing, if you are still sucking up oxygen, let me tell you something. Thrivers, you've not arrived. There are landings you need to reach. There are mountains you need to climb. There are challenges you need to face. You have not 
arrived. You've not gone as far as you can go. There are many more, you know, hills for you to climb. There are many more opportunities for you to grab a hold to. The only way I got beyond, I've gone as far as I can go, is by putting myself around people who had already gone to that next level. That's what it means to thrive. You don't thrive alone. I am not an advocate for the superhero, you know, that you do this by yourself. You know, do it for the thrive. I ain't going to do it. No, you're not going to do it if you try to do it by yourself. Doing it for the thrive means that you get rid of all the garbage, the limiting beliefs, the idea, the mindset that says, this is about as far as I can go. This is about as good as it gets for someone like me, someone with my resources, someone with my background, someone who's made the mistakes I've made. You know what? I can look around, especially in 2020 and say, oh my God, this is a a, a challenging situation that we're in. We should just hunker down and ride this thing out. Let's go underground until this gets better. Maybe we should learn how to thrive in spite of this situation. I have so many um, teammates, colleagues, pace setters who are thriving in 2020 because they saw a need, they saw an opportunity, and they took it. I want you to think about what it means to thrive. And it starts in the mind. It starts with your thinking. And then if you're willing to do it, afraid, if you're willing to go back to where you started, to go back to your beginnings and see how those mindsets kept you from being um, at, oh, operating at that next level, then you can thrive. So to all the thrivers out there, this is Dr. Stephanie Hampton. Cradle, you can call me Dr. Steph. We're going to thrive together. I'm encouraging you to look for more, expect more, and set your sights on thriving exponentially, thriving in X. See you next time. Thanks for joining Dr. Stephanie on the Thrive NX podcast. Do something today that raises your thrive to the NX power. For more information about Thrive NX, follow Dr. Stephanie on Instagram at After50Life and Thrive NX podcast. You can also follow Dr. Steph on Facebook at Dr. Stephanie Cradle.